liftoff and the clock has started. That pixel life. This is episode 208, recording on September 12th, 2022. My name is not Zach Anderson. Unfortunately, he was bitten by a raccoon, has rabies, not going to be on tonight, but we still got a packed show for you guys tonight. You know, this week we're going to be discussing, well, we got a state of play and Nintendo Direct on the horizon, along with Ubisoft had their little presentation and stuff that we're going to talk about and what we've been playing and more and to do this i have with me as always shannon all physical no therapy more (laughs) yes uh so uh i you know hurt my back uh as listeners would know a couple weeks ago uh and um i finished my physical therapy for my back however uh the physical therapist was like your core is weak like like (laughs) so weak." weak (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and, I, and so they signed me up for some more physical therapy. So yeah, now I got a whole new list of things to work on, which is great. Um, you know, it's awesome. I I love feeling weak. Did, did no, they I tell don't. you when they're just going to pull the plug? <laughs> Dude, like when you get to be my age, everything hurts all the time. So when like they walk in and they're like, how are you doing? I was like, well, you know, my wrist kind of hurts over here and my hip hurts, my back hurts, my legs hurt, like everything on my body hurts right now. So like, I don't know, you have to be a little bit more specific when you want to know how I'm feeling. Um, Dude, it, so, it's so yeah. funny because, you know, this is an audio format, but with the video here, you look 30% shorter than you normally do. <laughs> it's because I'm leaning towards the microphone now. Like, I've learned, like, you know, this microphone, you really got to get up on it. Like, you, like when you do the outro, like, that's mm. what I'm like the whole time. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's uh, you know, I'm, I may look a little shorter because my seat is lower so that I don't have to bend over and arch my back. It's all about all about ergonomics right now, sir. You know, that that's a good takeaway. You know, your back's important, kids. When you get to be Shannon's age, you take things like your spinal cord for granted. <laughs> so then yeah, you, in your 30s, you got to, you know, make sure you're getting up, stretching, you know, not abusing your back. Because when you're in your 40s, you're going to pay the price. Yeah, dude, like you, you, uh, like you get to your 40th birthday and you blow out the candles and it goes dark. And then there's like a gnome there with a baseball bat. And he's like... <laughs> Which one's it going to be, your back or your knees? And you just have to make an, like, an impulse choice at that point. And I chose the back. I should have just done knees. Dude, it's one of those, it's like one of those upsetting realizations, too, because I, I realized it forever ago. And it's like very sad to think about after when I tried lifting Sarah in the tub and I pulled that like muscle, I tore something in my back, like mm-hmm. lower left, like side stuff. It's one of those things where you realize that will never fully recover. Like it will always hurt. It's one of those things where no matter from this point on, no matter how many stretches I do, how many planks I do to strengthen my core, the damage is already done though. I can prevent it from getting worse further, but it will mm-hmm. never be a hundred percent ever again. Yeah. Um, one thing I've learned about this whole adventure is how messed up my back really is. Like my third, my twenties and thirties when I was doing all that stupid shit, like 
it's coming back to haunt me now. Like they're like, oh yeah, you see those rounded edges? Yeah, it's not supposed to look like that. You see those like frayed bone shards that are in your like stuck <laughs> between your muscle and the disc? Yeah, that's uh that's not supposed to be there. And that's what's causing some aggravation. Oh, this this little area over here, that's arthritis. And I'm like, oh, I'm learning all this new stuff about my lower back that I never knew before. So so yeah. It's a uh, it's, it's good time. Good time. Dude, speaking of a good time, you know, uh, tomorrow we got a good time in the morning. Daddy Nintendo coming out of the woodwork announced today that we're getting a Nintendo Direct very early tomorrow morning, 7 a.m., I believe, our time. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have that to look forward to. And then Papa Sony came out. Can't let Nintendo have all the spotlight. They said, guys, we heard you. State of play, 6 p.m. So we got Daddy Nintendo in the morning and Papa Sony in the evening. And uh, what do you what are you expecting to see from uh, these Goliaths coming at each other, Shannon? I'll tell you right now, Nintendo has come out and said that their direct is only going to be forty minutes. Mm-hmm. So I expect to see Pokemon Scarlet yeah, and Violet. I agree. Uh, Bayonetta three, yeah, and a whole bunch of indies. Yes. From Sony, all I he- all I expect to see from Sony is God of War. Yeah, um, I'm expect like so from Nintendo. I agree. Like you know, we're gonna see some Pokemon stuff. We're gonna see, of course, some indies. Uh, I don't think everyone's like, oh, you know, Breath of the Wild. Like, dude, we're not seeing fucking Breath. Of- like, no one's talking about Breath of the Wild or Metroid Prime. Like, get it off your list. It's <laughs> not gonna be there. Sorry to disappoint you, but don't get your hopes up. Um, I am like, you know, Nintendo has some other, I wouldn't be surprised even though we saw it, uh, which we're going to talk about it later. Like, you know, Ubisoft brought it up, but you know, we do get Mario and Rabbids this year too. So I wouldn't be surprised if we see some of that in Nintendo's direct as well. And I would also assume we're going to probably get an update on the Mario movie as well. They usually, they've been doing that a lot lately where they've been kind of giving us little info, like snippets here and there and stuff. I've, I'm waiting for a trailer. Like a trailer <laughs> has to come out at some point, and what better way than a Nintendo Direct to drop your trailer? Okay, so the movie's supposed to come out in what December, right? It, see, it was originally. I don't know if it's got. I think it's gotten pushed back to 2023 at this point, like early 2023. Okay, so, so, so I guess like where do you? So where do if they're gonna show this trailer, where do you put it in the? 40 minutes do you put it in the beginning so you get it out of the way and like you just let you know you hope that people forget about it with all the other games that you're bringing out or do you save it to the end so that twitter just erupts in a blaze of (laughs) it erupts in in a blaze of fire uh, with your horrible movie like in past nintendo directs and stuff they've usually placed it kind of more towards like the middle ish and end i don't know if they want to do it at the like usually they save the very end for like their big whatever like game thing that they're going to show but i imagine it'll just kind of be like somewhere in the middle which is kind of where they put the oh here's all these indie titles we're going to drop in the next two months too and then they do the kind of sizzle reel of all the games and stuff i also wouldn't be i'm waiting to hear about um advanced wars they've mm-hmm. said nothing about advanced wars. like <laughs> yes i get it we're still at war with russia but it's like bro no one no one's gonna blame advanced wars for that like you can release the game it's okay yeah that game just fell off of everybody's radar well not radar but like 
the zeitgeist around it just kind of faded a little bit. And it's a bummer because I was looking forward to playing that game. And, you know, now I've it's not even on their um, like future releases or upcoming games. Like if you go to the store and you go like usually it was always down at the bottom, like the very last game. And it's not even there anymore. Like they took it off probably like two or three months ago. So it, it would be nice to hear something about that game coming back. Yeah, I mean, all they have to do is change a one to a zero, and it'll just be back on the eShop <laughs> store to buy. <laughs> yeah, but, go for it, please. Uh, right. But yeah, I mean, it's just, there's no surprises, right? I mean, are you expecting anything new, or are you just expecting to, to, to hear all the same stuff that they've been like pretty much advertising for the last three months? So, for Nintendo, in terms of stuff, because Nintendo usually has... You know, for an like every month they have like their big their Nintendo first party game and stuff. And it's like we know Pokemon is December, is Bayonetta is October. I don't think we have anything for November yet that I know of. Uh, I know Splatoon was September's so that just came out. Uh, so I think we might maybe at some point get the whatever their first party title is going to be for November. Uh, I mean, Sony could do a lot. Uh, I don't think they will. Uh, I'm assuming they're going to show a lot of the the VR too. It seems like they're starting to push the PSVR stuff more again now that that's closer to coming out. Which you know I would like to see you know anything more than just whatever Horizon shoot arrows game and then Resident Evil ports for their places. Like give me something. Of substance that would validate buying this thing, even though I I know I won't. But you know, it seems like they need to justify it a little bit more for the price point that it's at. Yeah, um, that thing's coming out to die. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what else. I don't know how else to say it. It's just, uh, you know, I I don't expect much from that i mean you're gonna have like that initial launch of games to come out with it and then there's just gonna be nothing i mean their game their talk their press conference is all thor or, or is not thor uh is all <laughs> god of war we'll talk about that shit show later um <laughs> yeah it's all god of war like it's it, like they should just have like an hour-long gameplay of god of war i mean i wouldn't be surprised if god of war honestly took up a solid I'd say anywhere between 10 to 15 minutes of their presentation where they do kind of the, oh, I'm playing on the control. This is it running on the PS5. Like we're in this little beginner area and we're going to go do this kind of thing. I mm -hmm. can totally see them doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm excited. I'll be working. So I'll get this. I'll get the snippets when I'm at the dentist office tomorrow. <laughs> Man, dude, physical like physical therapist, dentist, you're just getting Shannon 2.0 over here. Pretty much, dude. Like when things start falling out of your body, you just gotta like go and get them put back in. <laughs> oh man, dude, dude. Speaking of getting put back in, mm. Ubisoft coming back in the ring as well. With they had their little, I don't know what they were calling it, the little Ubisoft Ford or whatever it's called, where they showed some of their new games and stuff coming out, which. Really, you know, it's kind of, I guess, what you would expect. They showed Mario and Rabbids, which I know we're all very excited for. It looks gorgeous. Did you watch any of the gameplay stuff for the Rabbids? 
I did, and it looks amazing. Dude, the uh, Wiggler train looks so cool. Like, yeah. the, it looks like they did a really good job of taking, like, the like the overworld area going to, like, the different sections was, like, one of my favorite parts of the first Mario and Rabbids, like, getting to kind of explore around and kind of go to each area. And it looks like they really expanded that, mm-hmm. and they kind of added, like, they were like, oh, here's, like, a little secret bridge to this little secret area and stuff. So it looks like they kind of added more puzzle elements and things to do in the overworld which looks really cool. And it looks like the new kind of battle system they have, like being able to like equip your party members with the little floaty star people and stuff. And it looks like they kind of have added a lot more customization and a lot more stuff for you to do to kind of build out your party, which seems really cool. Yeah. I'm excited just mainly because there's a lot more characters in it now. Like, I mean, I think in the last one there was, I mean, there was a good selection, but it was pretty much just like you had like the, the opposites of, you know, the Mario characters and the rabbits and rabbits. And they did a little, like they, they were different, but still similar enough to where in some situations you kind of felt like you had the advantage. Cause you, you could be like, Oh, I could just double up on this person or double up on, on that one. Um, so the strategy wasn't as, um, you know, it, it wasn't as necessary, I don't think, in the first one. It was still fun. Um, but I think this one, I'm excited for Bowser. I'm excited for, like, all the other princesses. Um, and I want to see, you know, all their supers. Like, so there's a lot more explore and, and find your combo. The graphics got a big bump. Like, I feel like the first one was uh, was you know it was cool but like it still was like you know that first iteration like ubisoft to nintendo kind of crossover and so things were a little rough and they were on you know they were finished but they could have been touched up a little bit more and i feel this time around they've kind of learned like the limitations of the hardware and you know what they're trying to do with their game and it looks a lot cleaner and brighter and like more welcoming so i'm excited i want i want to see it yeah, speaking of the limitations and the gameplay and stuff, I do want to give them kudos. Like lately with a lot of the Switch games and stuff, when they show you, you can tell that the game looks like it's kind of struggling on the Switch. But for Mario and Rabbids, it actually looked like it was running really good. Like I didn't see a lot of like the pop in, pop out stuff happening, like any like frame drop stuff when they were showing running around in the areas and stuff. So it looked like, you know, it's going to run pretty good on the Switch, which is a good thing. Yeah. And, you know, while we're talking about the news, can we just talk about, like, Destructoid's website? Because that place <laughs> is just fucking crazy. Like, look, all I'm trying to do is find my, you know, Mario and Rabbids, like, you know, video that I can watch. And I open up the webpage, and it's literally, like, Elvis is puking all over me, like, the Elvis movie, like, stuff. And then I got, like, the Harley Quinn stuff, like, popping up from the bottom, I got like a redirect link for like, you know, something else that's going on over here. Like there is so much barf on this mat on this um, on this website right now. Like I was struggling to find m- the article itself. So like Destructoid, get your shit together. Like it's gross. I know. I love Destructoid. And I was telling you before we started recording and stuff like it didn't used to be this way. And then they got bought by I don't know what company. And then that's when they started like, oh, we're going to get some fucking ad revenue on here. It's just like an ad blocker helps, but let me tell you what, it doesn't stop a hundred percent of it stops the Elvis part, but the Har- the Harley Quinn one's the one that pisses me off the most because you, it will not let you click anywhere on the page until you click off of the Harley Quinn. Like you try to click on a video, click on whatever 
No, you are clicking that Harley Quinn thing until <laughs> it's gone, and then you can watch whatever the fuck you want, which I kind of think is bullshit. I'm like, dude, I, I watch Harley Quinn. You don't need to advertise it to me. I actively watch it. Like, please stop. Yeah, no, I'm trying to read, and all of a sudden, like, Harley Quinn and, like, Poison Ivy are swinging across the screen. I'm like, bro, like, <laughs> dude, I'm just trying to read this article. Can you just let me fucking read it, please? <laughs> Dude, uh, speaking of looking like dog shit, uh, I, I did watch <laughs> the little trailer for Skull and Bones. Like, it doesn't look like dog shit. It looks all right, I guess. But it's just, I don't know. Like, even Destructoid was like, yeah, dude, this thing's been in fucking development hell for eight years. And, yeah, I don't blame. Like, I don't know anyone who's excited for this game. Like, even with it coming to Game Pass. Like, I feel like it's one of those things where they're just kind of... It's almost like they're going to pull a Halo. They're just going to put it out there and then just send it out to die. It's just like, okay, whatever. It'll get a couple updates, and then that's it. There's going to be no season pass, no whatever fucking events going on. Just, here you go. Enjoy. See you later, guys. We're done. Yeah, yeah they took a bath on that game. And it's <laughs> just... <laughs> I mean, there's no no other way to say it. I mean, they, they missed their shot. Like, you know, the what was it? The other game that came out. What was that one? It's like see if it was uh, yeah, Sea of Thieves. Sea of Thieves. Yeah, no, I mean that took all your that that took all of your fan base. And this game does not look like it would compete with that, especially now that like you know they've come out with the press saying it's basically just get on the ship and go plunder. There's no story. Like Sea of Thieves has all that stuff now. Like they've had the time to cultivate a user base they've had the time to cultivate a storyline they've had the time to cultivate like all their dlc like you're there's no way you're pulling anybody over from that game into yours no way yeah like i don't know and it's one of those things like even i'm honestly surprised even sea of thieves is still going that was one of those ones where it kind of had like you know a rougher launch and stuff but they kept mm-hmm. at it and stuff and as far as i i know there are people that actually play it and stuff so that's cool mm-hmm and yeah it, like it's it is what it is that game that game it's sad because i was really excited for that game 10 years ago when i saw it at, e, at like e3 and like you know it it's missed its time like i i wanted to play it with you i wanted to play it with zach i wanted to play it with like anybody who would who'd be willing to play it now i, I don't care i got other things i gotta play dude it's so crazy that it came out like or like at e3 around the same time as anthem to put that in perspective (laughs) oh boy let's not talk about anthem is that still a thing (laughs) dude it's a thing in like the five dollar bin at walmart i guarantee it uh speaking of in the bin at walmart too we got some (laughs) you know ubisoft like came out the gate too they had like a whole section of their presentation was solely dedicated to Assassin's Creed. And you would think, you know, it seemed like for a while there, they learned their lesson about releasing multiple Assassin's Creed games, like back to back after it was unity or whatever it was that had the people's faces missing, like textures, not loading, just general, like basically like removing the game off steam levels of it's too broken to legally sell to somebody. Mm-hmm. And they came out and announced a bunch of new Assassin's Creed stuff. Like we're getting Mirage, which looks, I don't know, kind of like, I guess, a throwback to like the earlier kind of eras of Assassin's Creed. It's following Basim in the ninth century as he becomes part of the Hidden Ones. 
which means literal nothing to me, but you know, it looks like more Assassin's Creed. And then they're getting a mobile game as well. And then Valhalla's getting last chapter DLC. So they're like, yeah, we're going to milk more DLC out of this game. And then they also said that they're working on uh, Assassin's Creed Codename Red, which is going to be the feudal Japan one or something, which I know people have been wanting for a while. But it's like, honestly, we have like Ghost of Tsushima at this point. We have Sekiro, like is it really necessary to have like Japan Assassin's Creed at this point? Like, I know that was something people wanted before, but it's like, now I feel like we have games that have kind of filled that role. So I don't know what Assassin's Creed can really bring to the table. That's new that these other games haven't really done yet or explored. Yeah. And that's one thing that I was always confused about. Cause I mean, I even said it in our discord channel. I was like, so we're going to be ninjas. Aren't we already doing ninja shit? Like as an assassin, like, I mean, running on rooftops, like hiding subterfuge, killing from shadows, mimicking, like all that stuff. Like, it, isn't that ninja stuff already? Like, um, I mean, it seems like it's, it's a little too late for that in this universe. Right. And like, at the same time, to your point, like, bro, like just focus on one game and make it really, really good. Like, don't split your workforce into two different titles and two different genres. Like, because it it guarantee you it's going to feel rushed if you try to do this, go back to this like every year thing. And it's you're just going to run into the same problems, and you're going to lose everybody that you just got back with those game, like with those other uh, Assassin's Creed games. Because like Valhalla, um, you know, I know the reviews on that are are pretty mixed, but. M- mainly they're positive and then odyssey the one before that was a great game because it was more souls like than it was um assassin's creed so you know um they were they were on the right path so it's kind of a bummer to see them revert back to their old (laughs) evil ways right they earned so much good faith with origins and then everything after that and then it's like now they're like okay now we're going to capitalize on that good faith microtransactions <laughs> yeah dude here it comes again like i'm i'm just glad that we didn't hear anything about nfts that was awesome and but <laughs> i was also really bummed to see that they're still like pushing out content for the division two like yeah i saw i was gonna bring that, that up since you're the one that was uh you're the target demographic shannon that was invested in the division at one point Dude, I mean, I was invested in like that I bought the game, but like I never bought any of the DLC or the, you know, any anything for that game other than the game itself. Like once it got into like the end game stuff and it was all bullet spongy like villains and like you really had to grind to get the gear and like you couldn't basically get good gear unless you paid out like a real money. Like that's when things became like gross and I kind of felt like, hey, like this stuff is is, you know, not my jam anymore now that they're going coming out with like the uh the mobile version of the game like the free-to-play like game uh for the the phones like i'm really out because like i know that ubisoft is like gross when it comes to those types of microtransactions and now that they have a platform where it's kind of the gaming like the games that come out on your phones are kind of just like expected to have microtransactions in the game like it's going to get gross and I don't, I don't want to be there for it. But Hey, you know, in November we're getting just dance 2023. Woo. 
<laughs> so here, this is the one thing that's always confused me with that is like Just Dance 2023. Like the camera peripherals for consoles are pretty much non-existent anymore. Like, I mean, I know that there's motion controls with um, uh, with the Switch, and I know there's motion controls with you know the PlayStation controller and the Microsoft controllers, but like there's no there's no camera so like how do you how do i mean how are you really gauging that you're you're dancing and not just like flailing around like one of those like inflatable like sales like tchotchke guys out in front of like a mattress store so i have just dance i think it's 2022 2021 one of them on the xbox and they have the option to i do have the connect with the xbox one or whatever so that is when i do it or whatever that's what i use but they do have the option that you can connect a mobile phone to okay. it. So I'm assuming you can like use like an, there's like a I'm assuming like a sister app or something that would pair with it or whatever. So then you can just use the camera and everybody has a phone. So mm-hmm. you could just use your camera phone or whatever to just dance. And then, you know, Ubisoft can go through your contacts and your emails and get your bank statements. And <laughs> while you sit there and dance in K-pop, <laughs> they can steal your identity. I mean, that's the other thing too, is right. Is like, I'm, I, as we've established, I'm old and like, probably like, you know, the songs that are coming out on just dance now, like I've probably never heard of. So you Dude, know, there's, there's been some, um, like with the last just dance and stuff that I played, like there's some, it's like, I know them. And then of course there's some that I don't, but it's also kind of like that has that guitar hero kind of effect where it's like, I'll find somewhere. I'm like, dude, I really like this song. I've never heard this person before, but, and then I discover them through just dance or whatever. I'm like, Oh cool. Like uh, what is it? The big little big or whatever their name is. Like I'd never heard of them before just dance. And I was like, Oh dude, they, they slap. I like them. Nice. Well, good for you. I'm glad you'll have a new game to dance to. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'll tell you what Zach's going to be dancing when he hears that, you know, Midnight Suns is coming out just in time for game of the year this year, squeaking in with their new official release date of December 2nd, 2022 on PS5, Xbox and PC. Hmm. Uh, Do you have any interest in Midnight Suns, Shannon? I've always had interest in it. Um, I, I think I've been the only one on the show that's actually been like hyped for it, and the hype levels have been high. And then you know, disappointment levels have been high when the game has been postponed. I mean, it's been postponed twice, and now they're pushing. It's because they went Q one twenty twenty three initially when they postponed it the second time, and now they're pushing it. Now they're bringing it back. So I would be a little concerned because like what was what was your hesitation and then like you know like what what i mean like what was the fix um to to make it better or are you just gonna send it out broken as fuck and then we're all gonna have to deal with it um when it's out dude i don't understand like i guess you know they're pushing out this year like kudos to them like if it actually does come out this year if it gets pushed to 2023 like everything else which i'm honestly surprised to be real, that they didn't opt for pushing it to 2023 because A, God of War comes out in, when is it, November? Yes. Yes. And the new date that they picked for Midnight Suns, uh, the December, whatever I just said. December 2nd? Uh, 
Yes, December 2nd. You know what else comes out on December 2nd? Fucking Callisto Protocol. <laughs> the new Dead Space, whatever. Like, you really mm-hmm. want to go up against that shit? Like, you picked the... I, but it's like, I get it, though, because then it's like, what? To go later, then they're going to be competing with Pokemon and stuff. And it's like, mm-hmm. I, I, I get it, but you might as well have just put, like, 2023. Like, I would genuinely be surprised if it doesn't just get pushed back. Because I'm like, dude, you really want to go up against shit that's like guaranteed to be on people's game of the year list i mean that's what scares me right uh is you have pokemon god of war calista protocol and then midnight suns like i have not heard much positive pr on midnight suns whereas the other ones have been all about like these games are going to be the goliaths of the christmas season um so i don't know why they didn't just hold off and bring that thing out in like the doldrums. Like, you know, there's always that lull, right? Like April, May, June, July, like around that time frame. Like, just drop it out then. Like, nobody's dropping out games at that point. You could probably get like a couple um, you know, people that weren't interested in the game that are just be like, oh, there's nothing else out. I'll give it a try. Um, and you might make some more revenue. Like, you're gonna get your ass handed to you like in in december like i'm sorry it's just it's gonna happen like nobody's nobody's buying that game with those three other games as options i know I, no one's even gonna have time to play that game <laughs> because of everything else coming out everyone's gonna be trying to beat god of war and callisto protocol and whatever before pokemon comes out and do whatever so the fact that i don't see anybody giving it even the time like they would have probably had a better chance waiting till 2023 get the that after Christmas kids money and stuff that people go to the e-shop and just buy it like with their Christmas money. Yeah. I mean, the only thing I'm looking forward to in that game is the fact that I got like a Spider-Man like skin that, uh, <laughs> that I got off of Twitter when like they, <laughs> they did their first promo for it. So yeah. Dude, the fact that, that that's your big takeaway from the game is you get a Spider-Man skin. <laughs> it says it all to me. <laughs> like, like that's well. disheartening right there. Yeah, it, it'll be, it is what it is, man. And like, you know, Zach, Zach was never really interested in this. I could just see Zach being like, I don't give two shits. I'm like, I'm out. I don't, I'm I don't out. care. Bye, Felicia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, so. that, that was all I had for them. Do you have anything else for the news? Well, I mean, we can get into it later, but um, there is a new champion in the Nintendo Switch market in Japan uh, that absurped uh <clears throat> animal crossing uh new horizon was it new horizons was the most recent one yeah so that was the biggest day one or first week of sales for the nintendo switch in japan and they i think they sold uh it was like uh two point i think it was like 2.7 million units in japan um so splatoon 3 has now taken the championship spot with, uh, I think it was 3.8 million units sold in the first week. Dude, that's insane. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk about it in a little bit because, um, in all honesty, uh, I played it. I have it. Um, wow. That, that and, is uh, incredibly surprising. Yeah, well, you know, I had Splatoon 2. Um, it was one of the first games I got. I think I had Breath of the Wild and Splatoon 2. Those were my two games when the Switch first came out like that I had. So, uh, you know, I was excited to get back into that world. Um, but yeah, we, we could talk about it shortly. Um, I mean, we can roll right into it now since, uh, you know, we're in the what have we been playing? Section. Yeah, that was a good segue. I know. right? I, dude, I had to I had to 
I had to up my game because like your uh, your segues were on par on par in the news section. So I was like, Full dude, stop. I had to I had to roll it up. But uh, but yeah, it's um. So that's that's the primary game I've been playing this week is Splatoon three. Um, and you know, I find myself asking myself why I buy these this game, like in particular, because like Splatoon, it's not much different than Splatoon two, right? I mean, it's just basically the next iteration. Um, I like the commentators in Splatoon two more than I like the ones in Splatoon three. Um, the story mode is a little different in the fact that um when you go around to these islands um you're basically freeing uh it, there's like this alien ooze that's all over the islands um and you have to use the uh salmon eggs that you catch to um basically get the ooze off of the the surface that you're you're walking on because if you touch it it basically kills you um and then you got to like respawn so you have your little uh pet guy and uh he's you know hungry all the time and basically what you do is you hit you push down on the right joy-con and uh the right joy-con joystick and it'll basically hover over the this like you know ball that's in the middle of the you know furry stuff and then it tells you how many eggs it basically needs to to dissolve it so your job is basically to go around and purge the islands of this alien ooze and complete your uh, your missions and the missions are all right. You know, like they're teaching you how to use the new mechanics of the game, um, you know, in a low pressure environment so that when you get into the multiplayer, um, you can wreck shop, hopefully if you've mastered your skills. So it's cool. There's a couple levels that are pretty annoying. Like, but the, you know, for the most part, it's all right, but there's nothing, there's nothing like groundbreaking, right? Like, there's nothing that's like, oh, this is new to this franchise. This is cool. Like, I mean, there's some power-ups that you could use here and there, which make the uh, the fighting a little bit more, um, like, lopsided if you can get them to pop at the right time. But also, like, if the people know what they're doing and, like, they can get around, like, behind you or, like, you know, you don't see them and they can, like, pop theirs or, like, just light you up with whatever gun they have, like, you know, they can... Uh, negate your your power up pretty fast and so it's it's fun to watch those dynamics at play um but yeah it's i don't know like it's good like it's a good splatoon 3 game like if you like split more if you want more splatoon this is the game for you like it you know it'll be fun hours and hours of fun for you so have you been playing like how does it run on the switch have you been playing it in like handheld mode or have you Mm -hmm. been playing it docked no, I've been playing it in handheld mode, um, and it's fine. Um, they don't really, like, I've only done a handful of uh, multiplayer matches because, like I said, I haven't touched Splatoon since, you know, early days of Nintendo Switch. So I wanted to go get, like, the muscle memory back, and, you know, there's some, uh, you know, so the, there's not a lot going on on the screens. It's very basic. Like, you know, they're like, okay, go here, spray some stuff on the ground, like get used to being a squid. Here's a power up. You're going to roll up this wall. This robot's right here. Like, you know, there's not a lot of like um, heavy duty lifting that the, the switch has to do. So in that respects, I think they did a pretty good job. Um, I could see how everybody like popping their, their power ups at the same time could probably cause the switch to be a little angry, but you know they do a pretty good job of spacing out like how that that plays out um and you know how you get it in in the multiplayer um 
the one thing that annoyed me was I play with the Hori um, uh, controllers and they the ones without the motion sensors in them. Yeah. And when you first start the game, uh, the tutorial will not let you go into the settings to change it to not motion control. So like when you're going through the tutorial and they're telling you, oh yeah, you can use the motion controls to aim up and aim down and why don't you try it right now? And then you can't. (laughs) And so like it took me a minute to figure out like how to get around that. And basically what they do is they just put the targets low enough to where you can jump and shoot at the same time. So like you basically just jump and then shoot the targets and that's how you get through it. And then once you get through the tutorial, that tutorial section, you can go to the settings and you can turn off uh, the, the, um, motion the motion control. controls in handheld mode. But you got to make sure you go into handheld mode because they have like three different sections. They have like docked mode handheld mode and then i forget what the third one is it was like combination or like free roam Squid kid mode <laughs> yeah so it's like you got to go into all three and you got to turn off motion controls because otherwise if you're like me and you you go into the first one and you're not really reading what what it is and you go back into handheld mode and it's still not working you're just like dude what did i do i spent like another like five minutes trying to figure it out and then i went back in and and found that there's three settings that you got to change so that's the only real negative thing I have about it, but yeah, it's fun. I'll play it. I'll play it some more. Well, that's cool. I'm I'm excited that you're. I you know used to play Splatoon too. I played it on the Wii U, the first one, and then it was fun. And so it's just one of those things where it's like I don't usually play like a lot of like online like multiplayer kind of stuff. So it's one of those things like for the first one, like I would play. With you know shrimp fried matt and then our friend tim and stuff and we'd have to set up a skype call because nintendo didn't have you know online communication with each other so we could like play and you know that was fun but i haven't i never played two but you know i know a lot of people have like picked up three and stuff and they've been playing it and i see them online playing and stuff at night yeah it's like one of those games i really don't care um about like jumping in with you know <clears throat> like just doing a pickup group like you know i is because like you don't really have to focus on you know shooting the opposite team it's more about just covering the map right so it's like i'm a lot more strategic in that sense like i really don't engage with a lot of the other team like i basically just run around and hide in the paint and then <laughs> basically just like pop up here and like cover a, a section of the map and then hide back in the paint again and like pop up somewhere else like my you know i'll i'll knock somebody off if i have to but you know, for the most part, it's just color as much of the map as I can. God, dude, that's what they should have done. They should have used um, wh- who's who does that song? T Pain. It's like I go hard in the motherfucking paint, and then it's first platoon. <laughs> it's like wah, 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 wah. it's like Squid Kids <laughs> just blasting each other. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Missed opportunity, Nintendo. Oh uh, yeah, I don't think they're gonna use any songs with f bombs, but you know, maybe. <laughs> One day. Uh, other than that, like I, I also tried playing some more Saints Row. I don't know why I keep doing that, but <laughs> I'm a glutton, for, glutton punishment. for punishment. Oh my yeah. god! Oh, jinx. twinsies. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um, it's so bad. Like I just, I can't, I can't, I can't do it. I, I say, I say that every week. I, I, I say I, that every week. I do. Like I don't know what it is. It's like I just want that game to be fixed because, like, I want a Saints Row game that I can play. Um, and it 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 has moments where it's good and it's fun and then there's storylines that are great like you know there's uh 
like one of your one of your click like she's all about cars right she's a car nut and then you know basically when you start your own gang and you piss off all the other gangs they're like well you know each one of your gang members has basically like a vendetta against their rival their their old gangs right and you know the leader of each gang does something to them at some point that you have to go like rectify and fix um and with her it was you know her her grandma's muscle car, her grandma's car, she turned into a muscle car, gets pushed off of a cliff by like her, you know, drug lord, like gang member boss. And you basically have this vendetta, like at this point to go, go out and, you know, uh, destroy basically everything he owns. So, you know, you get in this Apache helicopter with rockets and, you know, machine guns and all that stuff. And it's like, you're just wrecking shop, like blowing up cars, like, and it's fun. Like that stuff is fun. And they nail that part. Like the, the bombastic flamboyant, you know, kill things with, you know, big overpowered weaponry is great. But then like you get down onto the micro levels where you're running around and you're trying to recruit gang members and, you know, you're trying to do some combat in like a really, you know, small tight area and it just becomes gross. Like it's, (laughs) it's just not finished. It's not polished there. And so it's like, you know, you get those moments, those story beats where like, Oh yeah, this is great. I remember that. That's the saints row I want. And then you're, you're stuck there for a little bit playing a bad game. So that's what I've been doing this week. How about you? Like you've been playing anything new. So I, I played a lot of magic arena this week and stuff both with just on my own and then with megan and stuff because the new dominaria set is out on arena and stuff so i've been playing with a lot of the new cards my favorite card that i've been playing with uh which i actually really want to build a actual physical paper deck with it as well because i love it so much um the card's called i'm trying to remember it's it's names like shieldred the like something apocalypse it's a like a four mana it's like two black two colorless four five with death touch and its ability is that whenever you draw a card you gain two life but whenever your opponent draws a card they lose two life Hmm. so that's the entire theme of the deck is you know drawing a bunch of cards and there's some cards there's very few cards in all of magic that make your opponent draw cards but any ones that are available especially on arena i have in the deck Mm -hmm. because doing that is like the ultimate like (laughs) chef's kiss there's multiple times in games where i swung in with shieldred and they're like oh you know i'm at 10 so they take the four going down the six and I'm like, that's cute. And I'm like, sign in blood, target you. You draw two cards, you lose two life. So they lose two life and then they draw two cards and then they lose four life from Shieldred and they die. And I'm like, <laughs> I killed you by making you draw cards. <laughs> like, it's the best feeling ever. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, I'm never going to be that good of a magic player. And um, I never was that good of a magic player to, to start with. So uh, it's... Yeah, it's it's scary to play you. I I just like building jank like that. Like one of my other favorite combos in that deck is there's another card called Peer into the Abyss that's mm-hmm. three black, I think, and then like three or four like colorless. And it target player, so you or your opponent, loses half their life and then draws half the cards in their deck. <laughs> and so when Shieldred's out, 
that's instantly like, yeah, you draw 40 and you lose 80 life. Like you're, <laughs> you're not coming back from that. It's game over. Or it could be on the opposite side where it's like, yeah, I lose half my life. But then if I wanted to draw half my deck, I would gain like 80 life and then mm. have my entire, like half my deck. And then it's like, I could just set my hand up for like an insane turn next game or next turn <laughs> or whatever with like the best cards in my hand. Yeah, but you can only, uh, you, I mean, you can still only drop like one land, right? And then you can still only drop one land, but I, there's also ways like in that deck too, I have one copy of a uh, reliquary tower, which is a land that makes it so that you have no maximum hand size. Mm-hmm. So it's like the odds are, it's like, if you're doing that, it's like, cool, hopefully you draw um, your reliquary tower, right? So then you don't have to discard a million cards because <laughs> There's another card that's called like Lich's Mastery or something. It's an enchantment that's in the deck that gives you hexproof and makes it so you can't lose the game. And whenever you would um, gain life, it's like whenever you would gain life or whatever, you draw a card is its ability. So with Shieldred, you would draw out your entire deck because every time, oh, I gain two life, I draw two cards which then because I draw two cards, I would like gain four life, which so then I would draw four cards and then eventually it just doubles up, doubles up, doubles up until your entire deck's gone, but you can't lose the game. So you wouldn't lose from outdrawing your deck, but that's what the Reliquary Tower is for too. So then you don't have to discard your entire deck into the graveyard. You can just hold it in your hand. And then next turn, it's like you have your entire deck. You can cast whatever you want. Like if you can't win (laughs) with your entire deck in your hand, you never had a chance. (laughs) That's insane. So I've, I've been playing playing a lot of that. And then I also played uh, with my friend Nick, um, who's in Japan. I played, he wanted me, he's really big in the like Warhammer. And mm-hmm. he wanted me to kind of play with him. And so I downloaded Tabletop Simulator and we were playing together. Mm-hmm. And I've never played with Tabletop Simulator and dude, that thing's actually pretty legit. Like I know Shrimp Fried Matt uses it and stuff. Like he rebuilt his card game boss battle in it and stuff. And so people can like play in it. But like I was looking at the servers and stuff for Tabletop Simulator because you can make anything. People like recreated Monopoly and were like playing Monopoly with each other and stuff. Uh, people recreated Magic and they were playing Commander like in six person like pods and stuff within Tabletop Simulator instead of like Arena. So you have access to every single card for free. Basically, you can do whatever you want. Um, So it was pretty cool. We played a version of Warhammer, but it was called Kill Squad. Mm -hmm. And so it was a lot simpler, like rules and stuff. But basically, I had my units, which were the Zerg, which were these like little alien whatever things. And then he had, I don't think he had the Space Marines. I don't know what he had. They were kind of soldierish looking things, but they had like staff gun they were insanely strong. Like he's like, Oh yeah. All I have to do is roll a two to hit you where all my shit was like, I had to roll like a four or better. (laughs) And I'm like, I'm over here rolling twos and threes, like missing a lot of my shit. And he's like, I'm like, Oh, how many did you hit? He's like four. And it's like, well, yeah, when you have to only hit a fucking two, like (laughs) like, you roll a one and you miss, I roll like my dice, unless I roll a four, five or six, I miss. So, (laughs) but I ended up winning which was pretty cool. And I mainly, cause I kept my commander alive and I had him like hiding. My leader was like hiding behind stuff and I kind of kept him off in the wings and just kind of Leroy Jenkins, my dudes in <laughs> hit for a bunch of damage. And then when, you know, his stuff was all wounded and then I had my like 
almost a hundred percent health leader who had like the better stat odds and stuff for hitting go in and clean up his like last two guys. But it was pretty fun. It was like, oh, it was very, a lot of information at first to like go in. I've never played Warhammer. I know people who play Warhammer. I don't know the lore. I know like next to nothing about it except for involves painting a million figurines and like doing whatever. So it was really interesting to learn like how stuff works, like in terms of like shooting your enemy and stuff. Like it uses like actual, when you play actual Warhammer, you have like, they have rulers and stuff like that's like measure the actual distance in inches and stuff and if like oh well you do straight lines and that determines whether or not they're actually in your line of sight for you to be able to shoot at them and then there's like heavy cover and like light cover that determines kind of like whether or not you know you get like a buff for like defense and stuff so there was like a lot of information that nick was just throwing at me and i'm like dude is this like how majority of people feel when I try to explain like in-depth magic shit to them. Like I'm doing all this combo stuff and they're just like, uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. 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 Yeah. I, that means nothing to me. So I'm glad you're enjoying this. Yes. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that's the crazy thing, right? Is like, I always see like Warhammer 40 K stuff at like all of like the, you know, legends and Gator games of the world. Uh, and, I never see anybody actually playing it. Like I always see people painting the figures. I never see anybody playing the game. Dude, probably because it's like a full, like I do know someone who religiously plays where he, like him and his roommate, my friend Tyler and his roommate Christian, they religiously play Warhammer. Like it's like an every Friday, like night thing for them is their friends come over and they legitimately like dress up and shit and like play Warhammer. And that's like, their entire like evening from five to like two in the morning is like Warhammer. And they, you know, there's like sit and they have like all their units on the table and they have like the entire tables, like a giant like map with like shit that they've painted with the fake grass and dirt. And like that level of, it has like a tackle box with paint brushes and all the shit in it. Like they, they're insane. Like those and those like figures and shit aren't cheap. Like, mm-hmm it's an expensive ass hobby and then it's like dude i have to put this shit together and then paint it i was like dude i don't have the fucking patience for that or the capital <laughs> to fund or like finding someone who would even want to sit down for any period of time to go through that shit with me it's like no i'm good mm-hmm. pretty much like never gonna happen for me thank you very much yeah but that's why i like the kill squad thing because it was a lot faster paced and stuff there seems like it was like a lot less bullshit i feel like if me and nick were to play again it would even go a lot faster now that i have an idea of what i'm doing and not just because it took like i don't know maybe like two like hour and a half two hours or whatever for us to play but Mm -hmm. i feel like we could easily knock that down to like 40 minutes an hour with like knowing what i'm doing now yeah, there was a, a a game that came out maybe like a year a year and a half ago on the Quest too, and it was like a, a tabletop role playing game, and basically like you could with your Joy Cons you could like move around the board so you could see like your guy, but basically like the board was like alive, and your character was on the board and you could push them around and tell them where to go, but like you had to roll dice, and you had to do like you know you had to click on a different. Uh, on a couple different options of what to do. And the game was actually pretty cool. Um, you know, I just didn't have anybody to really play with. So, you know, it kind of just sat collecting dust. And now my whole <laughs> Oculus is that way. So, dude, what's funny is in Tabletop Simulator, up at the top, Nick's like, 
uh, he's like, I'll let you do it this once. He's like, but normally he's like, this pisses a lot of people off. You should never do it. He's like, but click this button up here. And there's a specific button that actually flips the table. <laughs> and it like flips it sideways and like all the shit just like flies off of it. And I don't know if it's like busted or like whatever in the version thing that we were playing. But like when I flipped the table, I flipped it. But then the table like fell infinitely. And like all the pieces just kind of like fell until it disappeared. And then it came back through like, the top camera and then just infinitely falls. It was just stuck in like purgatory of <laughs> infinitely falling. Nice. A little bugs makes it enjoyable. Right. But you know, besides that, you know, that's all I really played this week. Oh, awesome. I mean, I guess that brings us to a uh, siren town, huh? Dude, I hear them, dude. It's so fucking loud in here with all these sirens. I swear to God, it's so much louder now that Zach is gone. Like, without him being here, like, the sirens are, like, turned up to 11. It's crazy. Dude, it's, it's, it's damn near deafening. <laughs> what, you know, Our I'm poor just... listeners. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm so excited, though, to, uh, you know, let's talk, let's talk a little, you know, we're in our spoiler zone. Let's talk a little She-Hulk. I mean, go for it. I still, I still haven't watched it. Oh, my God, <laughs> Shannon. Bro, like, I'm doing the same thing (laughs) that, like, Zach said he was going to do, but he doesn't do. Like, I am just waiting to binge watch everything at the same time because, like, half-hour episodes, like, I'm used to... Disney Plus has got me used to, like, the 45-minute to hour range. So, like, you know, I'm just going to save them. Just going to save them. (laughs) And watch them later. I'm I'm a little... Tell me about it. Spoil it. Like, I don't care. Like, go for it. All right. All right. I I will spoil it. So... Uh, this week in She-Hulk, uh, we get more Wong. Wong is back yet again, which cool. I love. I love the fact that at the beginning of the episode two, she uh, like you know does the fourth wall break and totally addresses the fact. She's like, "Yeah, I know you guys are excited. Wong's back. It's gonna be all over Twitter. I guarantee it." <laughs> like you know, addressing that like people are just gonna be like, "Oh yeah, Wong's back in She-Hulk," um, and the whole thing this time around is Wong is trying to sue this magician name his name's like danny blaze or whatever and he's some like vegas kind of style like chris angel looking magician but he does you know very i guess shitty like no one's really impressed with the mag- like you know real magicians exist in this world now that with real magic so you know the art of illusion is kind of lost on the modern day man since you know we have actual sorcerers and stuff but he, Danny Blaze, you find out, actually did train like with Wong and them or whatever at the Taj, I almost said Taj Mahal, whatever <laughs> it's called, uh-huh. <laughs> where they train that, you know, uh, spoilers for multiverse of madness, but, you know, that Scarlet Witch destroyed or whatever the temple. But he has a sling ring and he took this chick from the audience and did the portal and pushed her into like, some hellscape place or whatever and she had to make a deal with a demon to get back and wong's like this is dangerous and he's playing with powers that he doesn't understand and i want to sue him and so he enlists the help of she hulk and stuff for her to like give him a cease and desist for using magic and the uh the chick in question that got sent through all of a sudden is like best friends with Wong. She like appears in his portals back into like his apartment or whatever. And he's like watching Sopranos and she's like sitting there talking to him and stuff. And she's like, yeah, I'm trying to remember what her name is. It's like Tiff 
Tiffany or something like that. She's like, yeah, it's Tiffany, two N's and a Y, but it's not where you think. <laughs> and that's like her like saying every time she comes on screen, she always has like a drink in her hand. And that's like always how she introduces herself. She's like, yeah, she's like two N's, one Y, but it's not where you think. <laughs> and she's like sitting there just like talking to Wong and he's like kind of annoyed with her, but also kind of like entertaining her at the same time. And then, you know, they go to serve the cease and desist to Danny Blaze and they basically tell She-Hulk and them to go fuck themselves, but then they can't do anything about it. And then at another one of his shows, he tries to do the trick again, except he legitimately opens like a portal to hell and all these imp demon things come like flying out and are like attacking the audience and stuff. So then he goes to Wong and he's like, hey, buddy, need your help. And so he's like, God damn it. And then he gets She-Hulk and Wong to come help or whatever. And they like gather up all these little demon things and like launch them back into the portal. And then while all that's going on, She-Hulk herself is like, yeah, you know, I is trying to like date her assistant or whatever sets up like a okay Cupid or fucking Tinder profile for uh, her as like the human and she's like, you should set one up as She-Hulk or whatever. She's like, no, like, that's kind of, like, weird. I'm not doing that. But she's not getting any matches as just her, like, as the lawyer. So then she ends up setting up one as She-Hulk and gets a bunch of matches. And then we go on a montage of dates until she finally, like, dates, like, a decent dude. And then, you know, as She-Hulk, she's, like, going out with this guy and then brings him back. And, you know, they end up you know banging and then uh he she's like making him breakfast in the morning but she's like herself again she's not she hulk and all of a sudden he's like not interested anymore and just fucking dips oh okay and it's like man that's like the you know epitome of it like you know be yourself like it's like nah i'm a fat like she hulk you're not she hulk anymore i'm good like see, <laughs> see you later awesome but, yeah so that that was pretty much the episode right there but it's still like it's still fun i do really enjoy it like it does go by really quick um but you know so i don't blame you for wanting to wait and stuff but i feel like it's a good with all the se- more serious i guess like shows and stuff you know it's like a good mm-hmm. kind of pick me up to kind of like break between like you know i've been watching house of the dragon and like whatever so it's like a good kind of break from like that to just have like a good like you know 20 ish minutes or whatever of just fun Mm -hmm. now is it building towards something is there like a main focal point in the season or is it basically just every episode is just kind of like here's here's our debacle this week and you know this is who's going to show up and you know so that's kind of what it seems like i don't like as of right now which i mean it's about what like almost half over at this point but there is no like overarching villain or whatever that i've seen anyway i think it is more like they said it was just kind of be lawyer of the week but it has like a consistent storyline like it's not just like oh like you know rick and morty like this week we're doing this and then next week we're we're back here doing this like there is like you know like wong was in the episode before that and had a bunch of stuff which is why wong's was in this last episode because he was involved with them. So there is a consistent storyline there, but I don't think there's going to be like a big, you know, Oh, I final battle with someone or something like that, that I can see anyway. Hmm. Okay. All right. Well, 
She Hulk. Yes. Cool. So what have you? So what have you been watching this week? <laughs> so I've been watching the hottest of new movies. Uh, <laughs> so Thor: Love and Thunder <laughs> came out finally to rent or buy on uh, iTunes. So I decided to give it a try. Yeah, that movie sucks. I'm, yeah, just gonna, do, I'm just gonna put I, it out there. I do remember you sending in the group message with uh me and Zach that you were not thoroughly impressed with uh Thor Love and Thunder. Yeah, no, I mean it, it you know, I, I wish I could say that it was a sign of the movie that I stopped it in an hour to like give myself a break to watch the last forty six minutes, but that's pretty much how I watch all my movies nowadays. So you can't really use that as a good barometer of what is a good movie and what isn't. Um but I don't know, like, my, you know, I was talking about it um, with some of my friends and they were like, well, you know, it's a retelling of what happened, for, you know, from, you know, Thor's friend's perspective. So, like, he's going to punch it up so it's not as dark. He's going to make the sad things seem a little let, a little less sad. And he's going to try to fill it with some levity. And, like... The other moments that are high drama are going to be really high drama because that's just, you know, his storytelling. So, like, because it's his it's his retelling of what happened, that's why everything seems so campy and overacted. But, like, that was ridiculous. Like, there were just some scenes where, like, Thor was acting with, uh you know, with Jane. And I was just like, oh, my God. Like, I can't believe I'm actually sitting here listening to this dribble. Like, this is insane this is like comic book level like you you took this straight out of a comic book and put it in a movie like there's it's so campy and then there's this stark stark contrast between uh you know chris hemsworth and natalie portman's acting and christian bales like christian bale like knocks out of the park like he is great um in that role like he you know plays that character very well um i liked his acting choices i mean he is so serious in that role like he is so he's acting the guts out of that role and like the other actors that are trying to keep up with him can't like they just can't like they're not even in the same league and um and it's really impressive to watch christian bale put other actors that have been known for like big budget movies, like putting them in their place. Like, you know, just kind of, you know, showing like, this is what real acting is about. Like similar to what Zach has said all along about this movie. Um, I felt the goats were cool, but like they overstayed their welcome. Um, <laughs> like after a while, I just wanted them to shut up. But when they crash into that planet, like I laughed. Um, I thought that Russell Crowe's, accent as zeus was laughable um but you know i mean it, it was a it was a marvel movie is it is it a high watermark marvel movie no like it is probably one of the lower ones like i would probably say it would be like thor 2 and then love and thunder like are like my bottom like two movies for thor like so wait you would put eternals in front of it no 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 just in thor movies like okay know, just in thor movies yeah no yeah it would be like you know it, like it's it's down there like it's not good like i don't i don't find it to be one of the better thor movies which is I mean, which is fine there's what like 5 of them like so there's only 4 
No, is there no there well okay yeah. those, okay there's so there's Thor, Thor one, one Thor Dark two World yeah. Ragnarok, Ragnarok and then Love and okay. Thunder okay so yeah I mean it's gross like I mean it's, it's like, gross yeah I don't know it just felt campy it, like Ragnarok was so good like I don't know why like this one struggles to find its mark but it just like you know it's it falls into that like. Everybody gets stabbed in the chest. Nobody dies. Um, you know, Valkyrie gets run through by like Zeus's lightning bolt. And like, you know, she's basically just like up and running around like in the next scene, like nothing happened. Um, I get that, like, you know, cancer is a hard thing to talk about uh, in a movie because it brings everybody down because it's, you know, a real danger for everybody nowadays. But, um, you know, it's um, I felt like you know, you have like a sentimental moment and you follow it up with a joke that doesn't land and it just makes the, it just makes everything awkward. <laughs> um, so yeah, it was, uh, it was all right. Like the end credit scenes, like, I don't know where they're going to go from there. Like, you know, Jane's in Valhalla now, so I don't know what that does for the storyline. Um, but you know, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, I know. I was like Thor love They're like going the God of war route where they're like, yep. God, God and a child. That's the new hotness right now is God and a kid. Yeah, and that's the other thing I don't understand is like that girl like had no powers when she died. And then like, you know, he wishes her to come back and like all of a sudden she's got the powers of a god. Like where? Where did she get them from? Like and then, you know, you have the the uh what was it? Not the the celestials. Like you have the celestials in there for like two frames. Like, I mean, you see them, like, you know, a little bit, and you're like, oh, that, is that how they're going to tie in that huge thing in the ocean that nobody talks about? They're just going to, like, retcon it and, you know, like, find another way around it. But, um, yeah, there was just, like, a lot of stuff in there. There's, like, a lot of loose ends. Nothing's really tied up. It, it just didn't really feel like a good Marvel movie to me. But, you know, this is coming from a guy who still has to finish Spider-Man No Way Home. <laughs> so... Take well, it with a grain be, of salt, guys. Yeah, let's be honest. You're never going to finish Spider-Man. You might as well just watch a YouTube video that's like the greatest hits. Dude, from, I don't know. It's just... But... I don't know. Like, I, yeah, I think the next movie I'm going to watch is uh, the new Top Gun movie that just came out to re- to watch on home movies. So, yeah. Well, and you know, we, we got Wakanda Forever coming, you know, into this year, so that'll give you something to eventually spend a couple days working on watching <laughs> <laughs> that's true yes um but yeah i mean that that's all i watched this week uh, that's all i really had time for um but yeah mass singer comes back september 21st if anybody's interested um i don't know if you've been looking at your fantasy football team justin but i'm uh, not sure how like i was <laughs> i was actually thinking about that the other day i was like i don't know what i need to do to like i'm like Oh, they're almost like little Tamagotchis to me. I'm like, are they okay? <laughs> like, do I need to check on them? Dude, let me, let me tell you right now. Like, I uh, week one, I went up against Mike Miller. And uh, I started the day, like, pretty confident. I had, like, a 60-40 chance to beat him. But by, like, the afternoon, um, it was, like, 100% in his favor. Like, my team, like, shit the bed. Like, I had players that were injured. Like, I mean, three of my three of my main players got injured in like the first week. And I'm like, well, I was like, there it goes. Like now I got to find like three people to replace these guys. Um, so, so yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be, it's going to be rough for me now, but,
But uh, I did look at your team. Do you want to guess how many points you've gotten? So it's point based. Yeah. So basically, um, you know, it's based off of how well your players do in the games that they play. So, you know, running backs, you know, it's touchdowns and rushing yards, quarterbacks. It's like completion percentages and how many interceptions they don't throw, how many yards they got. Um, You know, your defense is how good apparently, you know, they, they stop, you know, the other teams from scoring points, things like that. Like, you know, I mean, do you want to guess like, I'm going to guess 17. <laughs> I mean, it's going to be higher than that. But Okay. okay. I, mean, I wasn't like sure 17 how many... points would be like what one person would get for you. Okay. 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 If they so were, now, if they were having a good game. I have that kind of in perspective. Um, 64. <laughs> you got 109 points. Ooh. Is that, is that good? I don't know. I don't know who you're playing against um, oh. to see how many points that they got. But, but like, how many points do you have? So uh, in my game this week, uh, I got um, my my team gathered 139 points uh, for me, which I thought was great until Mike Miller's team basically just dropped their you know expertise on me and uh, he got 159 points. So uh, so he trounced me like just blew me out of the water. <laughs> so yeah, this is going to be a great fantasy football league for all of us. Uh Mike, congratulations. Um yeah. It's going to be it's going to be fun. It's going to come down to like probably like Zach and Mike and uh maybe one other guy that are going to like vie for the top 3 spots. So it'll be fun getting trounced by them through the whole season. I know. I'm like, I'm going to have to actually like look up my stuff and see how well my little guys are doing. <laughs> how your little guys are doing. Yeah. My little, my little peeps. Cause <laughs> yeah, I don't, since I don't watch sports, like it's all news to me. Um, you can, um, you, there's an app you can get for your phone. It's just called Yahoo fantasy. And it basically, uh, if you have your Yahoo login information, you basically just put that in and it will take you straight to your fantasy football um, page. Okay. Because, yeah, I think it sent me an email at one point or whatever with the fantasy football stuff. But I thought Zach sent me a link too, but I don't remember, um, you know, where if any of that was so i'll have to look that up so i'll have i'll have some i'll have a better idea of where my my peeps are at next week yeah like uh, i'm looking at your team right now uh you know oh yeah you did pretty good oh man yep oh man you're like over here like deleting my people you're like oh man justin you didn't do too hot this week (laughs) <laughs> no like it you're you did you actually did better like uh, you must have had somebody playing tonight too because uh you you're up to 112 points right now Ooh. for this week but i yeah I, I wish i could see who you were playing against so i could see uh i could see how you're doing all right all right all right um but yeah i was like besides that i I have not watched House of the Dragon. This I know I'm the only one I think that's watching Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. but it's been good. Like I'm very surprised that I actually have been enjoying it. I haven't watched the newest episode. I heard this new episode, I believe, 
finally involves some incest. I'm like, thank God, dude. We're like, <laughs> throwback to season one, baby. Like, that's what I'm here for. So yeah, good, good on you, I guess. Mm, <laughs> uh, yeah, good, good. Um, but yeah, it's. Uh, See, I don't know what it is about that. I I don't know if it's just I'm not in the mood for watching like a prequel like series. Like, how many seasons as they say this is gonna go? Is it just like a one season thing, or I don't know. I mean, it is just one book mm-hmm. um, that you know it's based off of. So, and it is over. Like, it's just a one and done thing. So, it's like I don't know. I mean, it's one of those things where I can totally see HBO trying to, like, draw this shit out for, like, multiple seasons and stuff. If they were smart, I would probably keep it at, like, one, maybe two seasons. I feel like going beyond, like, why push it? Like, you know, it's getting good reception. Like, the longer you draw it out, the longer, the more time you have to make mistakes and piss a bunch of people off. Like, just... Let it be, you know, you can make more side. If it does successful, you could cool. You can do other little Game of Thrones prequel or side story shit or like whatever and flush the universe out more and stuff without just padding some story and doing whatever to just, you know, get clicks and views and whatever on your streaming service. It is pretty funny that I do hear a lot about the Game of Thrones prequel and i hear nothing about the lord of the Rings series <laughs> dude everything i hear like so everything i hear about the game of thrones not game of thrones the lord of the Rings series is pretty much nothing good like i've so <laughs> i've heard a mix like i i have my friends tanner and troy i believe have both or brandon one of them they've they're watching the nine rings or whatever and they both like it, but neither one of them, as far as I know, are like huge Lord of the Rings fan. Like everyone I know who's like a huge Lord of the Rings fan fucking does not like the show. Like at <laughs> all. And it's like basically boycotting the show and being like, no, not not my not my Lord of the Rings. Uh, <laughs> and like Megan straight up refuses to watch it. And she's the biggest Lord of the Rings fan I know. And she wants literally nothing to do with the show. Wow. Um, because her and her argument behind like she hasn't like she's watched a little bit of like the trailer stuff but she's just like no is her thing is i guess because it's not based off like necessarily one set story like it is based off like a certain book but the book is like a collection of stories and stuff and that's kind of like what it's pulling from but her big grief about it is that they the inaccuracy, I guess, compared to from the book to them adapting it. to They obviously took creative liberties with certain things. Like it's not Peter Jackson's like Lord of the Rings, like universe and stuff. It's like its own thing. But like the two main characters, the guy and the girl, you know, they're they're elves. So, you know, they're they're like timeless. You know, they age. They don't really age. So but they like made them look really young. And it's like I get that it takes place like whatever like so many years like before the events of lord of the rings and like whatever so it's like understandable yeah cool they'd be younger but her big complaint is that you know they look like they're in their 20s when they're supposed to be like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of you know whatever thousand years old whatever like so that her big thing is like they she feels like they intentionally de-age them 
just for like oh like you know like the sex appeal like whatever to like build relationships and like do shit with them that like shouldn't even be there to begin with and stuff and like the of like places like on the map or like whatever that shouldn't even like exist yet during this time period and like certain things with like certain races and stuff like happen later or do whatever but they're like incorporating the stuff now so she just wants nothing to do with it <laughs> awesome love it when a big company ruins one of your favorite franchises yeah and it's one of my th- like and they were like well why don't you just want and my argument against i have nothing against lord of the rings but because i live with megan and have lived with megan for 11 years all the time the peter jackson movies are on at my house constantly like every week like th- they are on like megan watches the hobbit trilogy and the original trilogy all the fucking time so it's like I've been immersed in the Peter Jackson universe for like 11 years. So my thing is like I have zero fucking interest in like more <laughs> Lord of the Rings. Like I had nothing against Lord of the Rings and I still don't. But it's just one of those things like I'm around it all the time. Like I do not want to watch more. <laughs> like I've seen a lifetime of Lord of the Rings. So it's like no, I'm not going to subject myself to more willingly cool well uh i don't know i'm trying to think if there's oh the uh the so during the foosball this weekend um they showed a trailer for the new star wars series andor Mm -hmm. um have you seen the new trailer are you in are you interested in it um i don't think i actually watched the trailer but i do yeah i realized we didn't even talk like the d23 shit happened this week too and we didn't talk about <laughs> that at all which they announced like the star wars stuff and we got the trailer for secret invasion and they talked about i guess like some fantastic four stuff and whatever but i don't think i actually watched the trailer for andor but uh, you know i i've watched the majority of the star wars shows and so i'll probably end up watching it but did you watch it what did you think i did i was interested in it it seems cool like you know they got like a lot of people that do good like spy um that have done good spy movies in the past like you know the born identity and things like that so i'll be interested like it's piqued my interest i like the actors that are in it and it it seems pretty cool and like it seems kind of like they're following like the rogue one kind of uh like movie formula which i know some people don't like but i like rogue one so you know i'd be interested to see what they do in a tv in a tv like format so yeah i'm there for it and I know they did like a little teaser for season three of the Mandalorian and stuff, which I didn't yeah. watch. I didn't watch that just because it's one of those things. I know I'm going to watch it. That shit so, looks so good. So it's kind of one of those things so where good. I'm like, I don't like, I don't need to watch it because it's like, I'm going to watch it like no matter what. So I don't need anything like spoiled for me or to like, know whatever, because I'm literally just going to watch it. They're going to start their own clan. Good. I mean, that is kind of like uh, that doesn't necessarily surprise me because it's kind of seemed like where it was going, especially at the end of season two. I mean, like, you know, his like whatever tribe he was with before has is pretty much all gone now and stuff with the few Mandalorians or whatever that was left. So, 
Yeah, I mean, they're basically just, like, out there. It's just Grogu and, like, the Mandalorian. And then, like, they basically start, like, their own ragtag group of, like, excommunicated Mandalorians. And, like, you know, they basically just go to town. Like, there's a big old, like, civil war. And they're just right there in the middle of it. And I'm just like, give me all of this. Like, give me <laughs> all of it. Give me it now. I want it. So, oh, man. It'll be cool. So, I, I totally forgot. So, last thing. I So, I watched... Uh, a little movie called The Barbarian uh, <laughs> this weekend. I so good I, you forgot to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, I, well, it's it's because I know you're not like. I feel like Zach would have been the one to bring it up since Zach's more of a horror guy than you are. No offense. No, it's fine. It's a true. It's a true assessment. I get it. But I have seen a lot of trailers for it on Twitter, and like you know, it's always just like, oh my god! Like the, it's it's always one of those like. M- trailers where like it doesn't show the movie it just shows the audience's reaction to the movie yeah and like they're like hiding and curling up in the balls and they're screaming and things like that so does it live up to the hype that of the trailer like of like those reactions so let me let, let me paint you a little picture here we're, we're gonna go into <laughs> the full story here so okay uh my friend tanner who goes to movies and stuff and his wife's a big horror person and stuff uh he hit me up and he was like hey uh do you want to go see the barbarian on friday uh like after or saturday morning or whatever we're gonna go see it and i was like i've never even heard of this movie so i looked it up and i started watching the trailer and i got about i'd say about a minute into the trailer and i quit watching it and not because it was bad but it's just because i was like all right like i'm interested and it's one of those things where I made that mistake with the black phone where I watched the trailer for the black phone and the trailer legitimately ruined everything about the movie. Like it spoiled the entire fucking movie in the trailer. And I didn't want that to happen again. So I'm like, okay, no, I'm going to stop here. I don't need to see any more. I'm going to go see it with Tanner tomorrow. I'm good. Like we'll get the tickets. We'll go see it. So the movie is basically about this, uh, it's about this girl who shows up to her Airbnb and it's like piss pouring rain outside and it's dark and she's trying to get into it and she can't and she's trying to get a hold of someone and she's like banging on the door and this dude is staying at the Airbnb that she's supposed to be at and she's like you're in my Airbnb and he's like well I booked this Airbnb and she booked it they booked it through different websites and I guess they double booked it so he's like hey well okay why don't you just get out of the rain and come inside and we'll like you know hash this out or whatever and figure everything out and uh so she comes inside and this dude is weird but not like scary weird he's just awkward he's like very awkward like talking gives off very creepy vibes i'm like dude i would not be alone in a room with this dude just because he's being (laughs) fucking weird like there's one part where there's like a bottle of wine or whatever like welcoming and stuff and he's like sitting at the table with the wine and like two glasses and he's like yeah you know i wanted to drink this wine but you know um i wanted to see if you wanted some but i was waiting until you came out of the shower to ask you if you want to do if you did you could see me open the bottle so that you'd know that you know i didn't like spike your drink or anything you know but i'm kind of like that's nice but it's like also the way you're going about this is very fucking weird like i like, even though you're being upfront about it, I still would not drink the wine, which she didn't at first. And then, of course, they do whatever. And, you know, in two, and you find out he's not a bad guy, but the entire premise is she goes downstairs to the basement and 
to get toilet paper or something. And she ends up finding this like rope that's coming out of the wall. And when she pulls it, a secret like door opens like in the wall. And there's this entire like basement to the basement, like underground creepy area. And she like goes in there and like at the end of this hall, there's a room in there that's just like white. And there's like a really shitty looking like stained mattress bed. And there's like a camera set up in the corner and like a bucket in the room. And it's like, yeah, I don't want to fucking stay here anyway. Obviously some shit has gone down here and we need to get the fuck out of here. But then the door closed and then for the basement. So she was like locked in the basement and stuff waiting for the the dude or whatever that she was staying at the airbnb to come back and eventually he does and then she's like dude we need to get the fuck out of here this basement is weird and some bad shit happened here and we need to leave and he's like well let me go down to the basement and check it out and she's like that's your call i'm not staying around and he's like well hold on well you got locked in the basement like let me go down and check it out please stay up here in case like the door closes. And so I don't get locked out. He's like, I'm just going to go down and check it out and I'll be back up in a second. And of course he never comes back up. (laughs) And so after all, she's like, fuck dude, like, am I really going to go back down there to find this guy? And then, so she goes down there and you end up finding out that there's this very decrepit old naked woman, very scary looking that apparently is living in this basement area and takes people she comes out at night like comes out of the basement walks around the house does whatever like and takes people and her whole thing is she thinks of these people as like her babies so she's like trying to like breastfeed like these adults Mm. with her saggy ass wrinkly Mm. tits and her decrepit looking Mm. And I don't know what it is about horror movies. Like, like X had it. This had it with, like, the decrepit, just nasty, old-looking person. And I'm like, why is this a trope? I'm <laughs> like, I don't want to see this shit. Like, I don't care. Like, it's just, it's not, like, it's not that scary. And it's not even, like, that gross. It's just kind of like, I'm like, I don't see the appeal of this, but sure. And so the whole thing is, like, they get trapped. Both of them, both the guy and the girl, end up getting trapped in the basement. And then it goes to the person who actually owns the Airbnb and it's uh, Justin Long (laughs) and it's him. And his entire story is that he's some Hollywood producer dude and he's working on a new pilot for this like TV show or something. And he gets accused of sexually assaulting like one of the female like stars of the show. And then now like, the people involved in the show were basically telling him like, yeah, just letting you know, like this is going to be in like the news tomorrow. And the show's basically put on hold and we're firing you essentially because we don't want to be associated with you while this is going on and tough break. So he is trying to go to court to like counter sue for defamation and whatever. So he's having to come up with a lot of money so he's like, okay, I need to sell my, he has multiple Airbnb properties or better. So he's like, I need to sell some of these in order to get some money for lawyers. And so he goes to Michigan, which is where this house is to assess his Airbnb property. And he ends up finding the basement and like the creepy thing. And his first thing, there's like dog kennels with like food bowls and like 
explode like he finds the room with the mattress and shit he doesn't care about any of that shit like when he finds it he's like holy shit and then he pulls up the laptop and he's like on like zillow am i allowed to list this basement area as part of the square footage all he cares about is the square footage now and he's like oh my god he's like dude i can list this basement area and make buku bucks on this like house and so he has this tape measure and he's like measuring out the rape room and he's like (laughs) in the scary basement area with all the dog kennels like measuring it all out and stuff just completely does not give two fucks that this like place is completely scary or the fact that like these people's luggage we're still in his Airbnb. He's like, who left all their shit here? And he just doesn't care. He's like, oh, whatever. Like, he throws her <laughs> MacBook and stuff. He's like, ah, doesn't matter. Like, they just left their shit here, I guess. Even though, like, no, they're trapped in the basement with the scary old woman. Like, and so he ends up getting trapped with them. And then the dude, the one dude died. So then it's like her and Justin Long, and they're trying to get out and they run away from the old woman but it's like nighttime so you know she can come out and she's like crawling around everywhere being all creepy and then they end up like killing her and you know getting away and stuff but all in all it was all right what really set the tone for the movie though was me and tanner going to the theater and not a single fucking soul being in the entire theater (laughs) i posted the picture of the theater it looked like the meme of like the morbius theater that's exactly how it was there was me tanner and then like about halfway through the trailers like three more people came into the theater and that was it for the entire like time it was like dude we had the entire theater basically to ourselves awesome so why is it called barbarian so it's called barbarian because the dude so it did like towards the end it does like a flashback to it's like the reagan administrator like the dude who originally lived in the house and his whole thing was he lived in the house and uh, basically would kidnap women and impregnate them and have kids. And then he would have kids with their kids and basically made a copy of a copy of a copy to the point where it created the decrepit old woman thing who's basically just like some mon- inbred monstrosity that just like lives in the walls of this house or whatever because he just videotaped himself brutally you know murdering women and creating children with them and stuff and so i'm assuming he's the barbarian that is the title of the movie but it was all right like would i recommend watching it i i get like if you're steve or whatever you'll probably end up watching it but it's not something that I'm going to probably end up watching again. <laughs> like It's one of those one and done. Like It's not going to be like, oh man, dude, I'm in the mood to watch Barbarian tonight. Yeah, no. <laughs> uh, I watched it for what it was worth. It was all right. It wasn't the worst horror movie I've seen. It definitely was not the best horror movie I've seen. So it was all right. Cool. Well, on that note, uh, are you ready to land this plane, Justin? Dude, I'm ready for you to land. I'm hosting. You get, Shannon, I fully give you the honor of landing this plane. Hold on. Let me take this boom sleeve off right here. Yeah, get that boom sleeve off. I want to hear lips to mic. Lay it on me, daddy There we go. You know what, guys? Uh, <laughs> uh, thank you for listening let me put this back on. <laughs> Thank you for listening to another episode of uh, That Pixel Life. Um, you know, if you could do us a favor, 
hit us up on Spotify or wherever you download this lovely podcast. Uh, leave us a review. Like, let us know how we're doing. What we could be, you know, talking more about. You want to know more about our fantasy football picks? Uh, go for it. Um, you know, lay it on us. Like, we'll talk about foosball for the first like five minutes. You know, Zach's really good at carrying the team that way. Uh, a whole bunch of other sports references, sports reference, sport reference. Um, anyway, uh, thank you guys. Uh, you can follow us um, on Facebook. I think we still have a Facebook page. We still got that Pixel Life. Uh, we have a Discord channel. If you love talking movies or dropping some dank memes, uh, you know we got we got channels for that. Uh, you can follow us at that Pixel Life um, on Twitter. Uh, Zach handles uh, that basic Twitter or our Twitter profile because. I can't be bothered to to do that stuff. Um, I, I have a hard enough time handling my own Twitter account, but um, but yeah, um, you know, please leave us a review, tell your friends about us, download us, do whatever you gotta do, just spread the word. Thanks, guys, I appreciate it. Um, and Justin, if Robbie and Zach were here, what do you think they'd say? Well, if Zach was here, Zach would say. Hey guys, go be great. But if Robbie was here, Robbie would say, Hey guys, I ain't buying no more than Mario sports games. <laughs> awesome. Go be great. <laughs> <laughs>